Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to what is episode 36. Now, 36 of Level Up, 60 minutes of live Q&A, as you know, where your questions and votes really do drive the show. It's uh, 2022, which seems to me like a brand new year, brand new opportunity to have a think about your career, what you're doing now and where you want to be in a few years time and start building that journey ahead of you. Now, use the Slido link that we provide in the chat to vote up the questions that you would like answered the most by our panel. And of course, to go in and add your own, you can ask a question at any time. We're very happy to hear from you. All right, things are going to be a little bit different for this year. The first thing is now that we are splitting the shows. So we have two separate days now where we're going to be going live each week. Mondays, uh, 8 a.m. GMT, which is this session, and then Fridays at 2 p.m. GMT, both feature an hour of Q&A where we can answer your questions. The whole show is driven, after all, by you. So please do get those questions in. Vote up the questions that you would most like answered. Now, we've got a great lineup for you in the coming week. So let's jump straight in and meet our panel for today. Ray Babalola returns to the panel today. Ray is the founder and she leads the training for the Agile Squad. She's a qualified scrum master as well and a project manager so hi welcome back ray great to see you thank you for having me back and i'm extra excited for this topic because i'm a self-taught project manager i didn't have any qualifications until five years ago i'm very excited to share uh, my experience and knowledge thank you me again oh brilliant well thank you so much because that is going to give everybody a huge heap of confidence you know out there as they kind of think about making that transition so thank you for that Fantastic. We're going to tap into that understanding in a little while. I'm going to jump across now to Raj Khanna. Um, he is, a, again, a regular contributor here on Level Up and is the director at Raj Khanna Associates, teaching and supporting such a wide range of career professionals in the areas of project and change in particular. Welcome, Raj. Thank you, Nick. And uh, looking forward to another session. We've certainly enjoyed the session so far, and I hope our colleagues have. And Happy New Year is the last day of January. So hopefully it's the last day we can wish people Happy New Year. And certainly looking forward to today. Um, unlike Ray, as you can see with my grey hair, I've been doing this for too long. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to share some of my life experiences with our colleagues today. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you very much indeed, Raj. Another regular contributor is uh, Martin. Martin Kinch, he's the director at Training Bite Size. Um, and they teach a wide range of professional education programs and in particular have deep expertise in the areas of projects and change from their bases both in the UK and in Australia. Welcome back, Martin. Hey, hello, Nick. Hi, everybody. Um, it's a subject I love. It's a subject I'm passionate about. We deal with project managers day in, day out, and uh, we, we love the training aspect and we're doing it a long time. So I'm Martin Kinch. I'm chairman of Training Bite Size. We train project managers across the world. Quite simply, we help them their careers and ambitions, and we help them achieve anything project management related. And I'm really excited about today, and looking forward to uh, all the questions coming up. Thank you, Nick. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed, Martin. Martin's on Martin's left, and um, is Ron Ron Lehman. He's the founder of the Highway of Change. Uh, I think it's fair to say it's a boutique consultancy offering online coaching and training in change management yeah. and digital transformation. Um, Ron, That's tell right. us a little bit more about about you, your background, and and how you, how you spend <laughs> oh, your time oh dear. online. You're right. Um, I I was born in Germany actually, so um, I'm half German, but I'm a British a British citizen. Um, travelled a lot. My father was in the army, so we travelled all over the place. Um, I spent many years of my life for the Ministry of Defence in the UK, and after goodness knows how many years, I decided to go and seek um, wider spheres and I ended up with that in Abbey, Abbey National. And then after that, seeing that they um, used a lot of um, consultants, I resigned and became an, uh, an inter, inter, in, sorry, interim consultant in UK. Left the UK in 2011 and I've been living in Thailand since. And now I think, as you said, my, my business model is totally online. In and, and I'm coming at this from... I'm probably the sort of um, uh, how can I say it? I can't think of the phrase now, but I'm I'm actually a change manager, but I was a project manager. 
I still am a fellow of the Association of Project Management. So I'm coming at this from two, two angles. Both directions. No, and that's absolutely splendid. So thank you very much indeed um, for that. We're going to jump from the warmth of Thailand all the way up to what I imagine, because you have the same weather as us, Yap, is, is the cooler climate of the Netherlands. Um, uh, Yap uh, joins us. He is the managing director of the TPG Academy and is based in the Netherlands. Um, he's also the author of um, a brilliant uh, piece of work called Working in Small Projects. It's a methodology. It's a it's more than a philosophy. It's a way of getting things done, actually. Um, and Yap has been in uh, the areas of projects and change um, since mid-1980s. Is that fair to say, Yap? Yeah, sorry, yeah, we can't hear you. Okay, so we've got a, a bit of a challenge. Ah, there we go. You can hear me now. Yeah, so I, I, okay, so we've got a, quite an audio clipping problem uh, with Yap just right now. So we're going to okay. ask Yap to refresh his connection to us and we'll come back to him momentarily. All right. Uh, so while he does that, let me introduce you to our question master for today, who is Sachita Jacob. She joins us from Bangalore in India. So welcome back, um, Sachita, after uh, a little break um, for you as well. And okay. I do hope that everything's going well um, for you, Sachita, and uh, that, that life is good in the garden city of Bangalore. Hi, Nick. Hi, everyone. Excited to start another season of Level Up from this month. Um, yeah, it's going well, and we have a lot of questions to ask our panelists. So the first question is from Phil Riku. Can anyone become a project manager? Do people from certain career backgrounds make better ones? Okay, well, I, I mean, quite interesting, this one. Raj, you start us off, then we'll go to Ray. The answer is... A definite yes. I have a number of people that sometimes come to our sessions over the last few years and says, I've never managed a project before. And and being Indian, mm -hmm. I first of all ask them, certainly if they're Indians, is have they organized a wedding? And and someone said, Of course I have. I've got married, I've done this. And actually, for me, one of the biggest challenges is organizing an Indian wedding. Where the scope is not very clear. You don't know who, who's coming, who's not coming. You don't know what their dietary requirements are. So there's a massive challenge. And therefore, those who've managed even like uh, weddings at home would actually be good project managers. So therefore, if you've done that, if you've managed a build in your house of any sort like that, yes, you've managed a project. And therefore, I would say you'd make a good project manager providing you feel you're organized, time is important to you, and of course you can work with people. So those are three categories, I would say, criteria to help you be a good project manager. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. Ray and then Martin. I'm going to echo that. Like, like Julie, it's exactly like a Nigerian wedding. There's five different events <laughs> for one wedding. <laughs> it's amazing. But um, <laughs> I think absolutely, yes. Um, it's more about the traits, the personality traits. So I think anyone can learn a method. If you have a fantastic trainer like we have on this call, then you will learn what is what is a project, you know, who does what and, and so on and so forth. But it's a lot about the personalities because you're going to have to work with people. You're going to have to manage budgets. Some things might be difficult for you, but it's, it's, it's about being able to ask for help and and just knowing that there's different people there for different things so definitely anyone can get into project management but think about the type of person that you are and can you work well with everybody that you will have to work with? thank you okay thank you very much indeed um ray and uh martin your thoughts before we move on yeah, anybody can become a project manager it's an interesting question about the career backgrounds do you, do you make better ones so if you worked in construction all your life and then, yeah, sure, you'd be a better construction project manager than you would a, a software project manager. 
If you step back, I think anybody can become a project manager. There's certain skills we have. It might be slightly more analytical, which might lead us to more technical projects, or it might be a people person, which makes us better at managing stakeholders and, and things around us. But I believe, and from the people we see coming through, that absolutely anybody can become a project manager. As long as you have the passion for it and passion for the industry, you can do anything within projects. Thank you. I would certainly echo that, Martin. I completely agree. You know, I've worked with lots and lots of different project managers from lots of different industries and lots of different backgrounds. I would say, yeah, if you have an aptitude for this, if you're interested in this and you enjoy working with teams and people to get things done, then it's a fantastic career choice. So brilliant start. Thank you very much indeed. Um, excellent first question, Sachita. Well selected. Let's move on and take our next one. Question from a live viewer, Mark Ashley. Can people jump from being a senior project manager to a change manager? Okay, it's often something which, you know, people kind of ask, um, is it a state of maturity? Is it a state of mind? Is it a state of collapse? <laughs> Sometimes I'm not too sure. Ron, what are your thoughts? And then we'll come to Raj. Uh, yes, um, uh, my thoughts are, yes, you can. But it's all about mindset. Um, I was going to um, answer the question before in relation to can anyone become a project manager? Because one of the main things about becoming a project manager is about having the right mindset. You have to be structured. You have to like to deal with certainty, predictability. You need to like facts and figures. Now, I'm not saying you don't need that as a change manager, but certainly a change manager, you have to have a slightly more flexible approach to the way you approach a project. In other words, you know, you can't necessarily measure everything you do. You can't necessarily put tangible outcomes to everything you do. As an example, um, how do you measure change resistance? Oh, I will do this in four weeks. You can't do it. How do you understand, how do you get to understand culture, the organization's culture? Well, you can't put a timeline on that, can you? Um, but you can put a timeline on other things. So it's a switch from being very structured, working to timelines and, and milestones, etc., to becoming a little bit more flexible with the way your, your brain works, if you like. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Raj, and then Martin. And really, adding on to what you've just said, Ron, um, the role of a project manager is there to deliver the right solution, so putting food on the table. And the role of a change manager is to get somebody to actually eat the food. So really, there are two qualities, but in my opinion, an individual can take on both roles. So providing you have three things. One, you have the competency and the capability. The second, you have the capacity. If it's a large project, and certainly when you say you're a senior project manager, it's probably a significant project, do you actually have the capacity to take on both roles? And a recent colleague on our change management course used the word craving. And this is the word that we were saying. Do you have the craving? Do you have the desire? So that's my three C's, the capacity, the capability slash competency, and the craving. If you have those three, then the role of a project manager can be combined with that of a change manager. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, Martin? So very quickly, we have a lot of people come in our courses that are project managers looking at change management. So we, we don't see many change managers doing it the other way around. So I think there's definitely a an area where we see people with project skills and a lot of projects are change and so it's sort of progression into a change environment i think that um, it was summed up earlier really well it's slightly more woolly and it's slightly less prescribed but most definitely we see a large percentage of project managers move towards getting change management skills I, I would agree with that. I think some of it as well came out of the very early um, period of um, defining what makes uh, project methodologies work, you know, and there was a huge emphasis based on um, the technical sides of delivering a project. I don't mean from an IT perspective, but I, I, I mean in terms of, you know, being able to get through and get things done and, and so on. And then over time, 
more and more project managers realize that if you're preparing a solution for an organization, you also need to prepare the organization for that solution. And if you don't do that, it's pretty tricky to deliver on time and on budget and on scope. So, you know, with that in mind, you need to bring your people with you. And uh, some people have an aptitude for that, if you like, and others need a little bit of coaching, a bit of support, a bit of help in order to make that transition. And to be fabulous at both is a rare thing. So, um, Great question. Thank you very much indeed. Fantastic. Um, let's move on to Chitra, if we may. I can see the questions are really beginning to stack up now. Another question from our live audience. Anita Jaiswar asks, what is the difference between a project manager role and a product manager role? Okay, so I'm guessing that this is coming from an agile um, methodology perspective, the product, the product manager in Agile, as distinct from the project manager. And um, uh, Raj, kick us off on this. The the product manager, where we see that also in some of our APMG terminology as the product owner. And if that's what you are referring to, Anita, then I will try and answer it from that perspective. So, a product owner or product manager is somebody who is responsible for operationalizing whatever product has been delivered. So they have to demonstrate the, the value that the product is going to deliver. So the two examples that I spoke earlier, one is about delivering the solution. The other one is about operationalizing it. So the role of a project manager is to deliver and make sure that we use the techniques we have, which has been discussed by our panels already, to deliver the right solution. And the product manager, the product owner, is to then operationalize it and maximize the value. So they are their key stakeholders that would need to work for the uh, project manager. Excellent. Uh, Ray, what are, you, what are your thoughts? This is your world, really. <laughs> so I'm going to um, kind of follow the same gist that Raj did in that I'm going to assume that we mean product owner and we could mean product manager that's a more safe environment but let's just break it down what's a project what's a product project is very heavy it's a full-scale thingy start to finish end date scope budget reports risks you have to manage the entire environment and then a product manager or, or product owner it's more of a BAU business as usual role as in that we've done the whole project we finished it it's been signed off however we have enhancements, things to improve on, ways to make it better. And we're going to have this person called the product owner own that, own this thing that we have to make better. And that's the difference between right. the two. One is there for a full-scale project. One is there for business as usual and an upgrade. That helps. Excellent, excellent. Okay, thank you very, very much indeed. Yep, um, welcome back. I'm hoping now that, that we can hear you a little bit more clearly. Um, so great to see you again. Do you want to just tell us, uh, just introduce yourself a little because uh, we didn't get your audio last time. Okay, yes. Um, thank you, Nick. I'm, um, yeah, I'm working in IT since 45 years, starting in IT as an engineer. And after five years, my first small projects um, I have been involved in the IPMA certification um, program to launch the program and uh, later on with Prince2. And since two years ago, just uh, when the pandemic started, launching WISP uh, internationally. And uh, my, Excellent. yeah, yeah, that's for now. Okay, very good. Thank you very much indeed. We'll, we'll talk a bit more about, you know, the scope and scale of different projects and what toolkit you should have available to you as a product project manager, you know, in a little while. All right. So, um, Suchitra, let's press on. Take the next question, please. Uh, we have a question from Lionel Maiden, who's watching us live. What is the most desired skill that is required to become a successful project manager, according to your experience? Okay, wow. So I'm going to jump in on this one first, and then we'll come to Ray next, and then Martin. And for me, I would say it's not so much a skill, but a kind of an attitude. I, I would say you you, you need need uh, fortitude. <laughs> you need to be able to, you know, provide that energy level and resilience and empathy and emotional intelligence and so on 
fortitude is a great way to kind of sum it up uh, from my perspective it's anyway uh ray uh next please and then martin um i'm gonna keep it agile and i'm gonna say individuals and interactions with processes and tools is to um for me it was understanding that it's actual human beings people that have feelings that have families that have a life that have to follow whatever process and tool that that, that that company has or that i'm trying to implement it's just understanding that you're going to have to work with human beings and you may have to change and adapt things to fit them better or to fit a different project so that's my most important skill don't forget you are going to manage people humans not machines <laughs> thank you very much indeed martin and then ron i think passion really you've got to like what you do if you like what you do and enjoy what you do then you know that that really helps you in terms of desired skills um you need a technique so base is always technique so it's like a cape really the, the basics so scheduling resource and planning to understand the, the core techniques and then it's building really about where you want to go you know some of the top employers at the moment in project management i was looking earlier amazon have got over two and a half thousand jobs a lot of that is digital and software based otherwise barclays hsbc account for another four to five thousand project management jobs so it does depend on what what your experience is and where you want to go but i say the underlying thing to all this is really good techniques are then into your specialist areas which might be agile it might be change it might be managing benefits and just a passion an absolute passion for what you do and it will take you wherever you want to go thank you thank you martin absolutely spot on ron i can't remember where i read it but i read it somewhere that someone said it's nine project management is 90 percent communication yeah and the rest are all the sort of hard skills that go with it um the other one i would add to that is one of leadership skill of leadership because at the end of the day if you're a project manager you are dealing with as ray said human beings yeah so you need to have those leadership skills to be able to take those people that not only in the project team but also in the business that are going to hopefully accept your solution without any resistance etc to take them along with you during the process uh, the other one is i think you have to have a thick skin <laughs> And I, I'm, <laughs> I would not disagree with that. You know, there are there are moments, there are moments which is hugely challenging, and that's and it's never personal, by the way. A, it's never personal. No, 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 no. And those moments are the difference between, you know, being able to steer the ship, you know, away from the iceberg or just watching the iceberg come ever closer. Thank you very much indeed. Another great question. We've got some fantastic. Producers, our producers actually are our, 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 our audience who are out there and they're submitting the questions in real time. So thank you very much for doing that. I think we've got another one coming up now, um, Suchitra. Yes, several live questions. This one is from Kadem Majri. To be a good project manager, you need to be good in technical aspects of the project. For example, should an IT project manager be good in coding? Okay, so Raj, let's dive into this. I think that the the name um, or the role, I would say, is in the title itself. It's a project manager. So you are there to manage a project. And you're not a doer. You're not there to do the doing. A number of comments have already been said. It's about having listening skills. Uh, of course, as uh, you know, Ron just said, being big skilled, all of those collaboration, communication, etc. So as long your role is there to manage, and the danger is, if you actually are technical, then you get involved in technical side. One of the examples I'd share with you, I talk about if you heard of something called the meerkat colony. If you see a meerkat colony, you've got all these meerkats out there digging. I don't know what they're digging for, but they're digging. But there's always at least one meerkat who's walking around and looking out for danger. And if you see somebody in your organization walking down the corridor this way, then you know they're a project manager because you are there to keep a lookout. And if you go and sit down and start to do the doing, then you will get eaten up. So for me, be there to manage and don't do the doing. And some of the best project managers in my experience are those who know nothing about that area, but they have, as Martin said, the passion to learn, 
the passion to manage and you'll make a great project manager. Thanks very much indeed. I love that analogy. Thank you very much, Meerkat. So very friendly, inquisitive little creatures, aren't they? Um, let's go to Ray and then we'll catch up with Yap. Um, I think it, it can help, but I've been in organisations who specifically don't want people who have experience in that field because project manager, let's just flip the word around. You're there to manage a project. You don't do the work. So if if you have the experience, let's say someone wins the lot the lottery, your your best coder wins the lottery and says, Yep, I'm not coming back. Okay, then you could step in and you could help, but you're not there to do the work. So you don't need it. Thank you very much, Yap. And then Ron. Okay. Yes. Um I think I have a slightly different viewpoint. Um I think it is very helpful to have a technical to know the topics understand what you are having to deliver uh, to avoid uh, that you um, are managing on based on wrong assumptions that you're making assumptions so i think it is helpful but i agree with Raj and ray you should not start coding yourself okay thank you very much and finally ron yeah, I kind of liken this to when people are looking for change managers and they ask for solution experience and industry experience. Well, yeah, you don't need to be that technically uh, astute to be a project manager. In fact, if you think about some of the key um, skills that a project manager needs, things like they drive solution delivery, they, they have to focus on time, cost and quality, obviously. They manage the technical risk, and I don't mean coding, I mean the technical risk. They manage the project from start to end, and they follow a project management lifecycle. That's got nothing to do with coding or the technical aspect. It's about managing the project and managing the yeah, absolutely. Great, um, great thoughts uh, from the panel. It's, I, I think, you, you know, I would say that, uh, you, you know, if you've got some some experience in, in what you're doing, it's kind of helpful. But you think about it from a musician's perspective. Um, the project manager is, is often depicted as the conductor of the orchestra, you know, and you need a, a good understanding of music. But you also need, you know, to be able to bring the best out of everybody and to know, quite frankly, when the uh, timpani section is a little bit too dominant and uh, when the violins need a little bit more support and to be brought in right at the right time and right at the right moment. And then the music sounds beautiful and sweet and is fabulous um, as a deliverable. If you don't have that role, then it just sounds like chaos <laughs> so there you go a musical analogy for you let's move on um Suchitra. we'll take one more question and then we're going to spend a little bit of time with martin um in our spotlight interview another live question from anvesh sankuri should the project manager also be a coach and mentor to the team or just an administrative head i'm not sure if there's any such rule or guideline for the pm role Okay, well, I, I, it was a long time ago when I was a consultant, but I absolutely learned so much from the senior leadership team on the projects I was working on. Um, uh, uh, Raj, what are you, what's your experience in this? I, I would say yes, and I think the couple of comments have already been raised by the leaders earlier. A project manager is there as, as, as a leader, and we're looking for a project manager to be a transformational leader rather than always been transactional so it's about being able to adapt your leadership style and you need to be able to delegate well and, and listen so if you're doing that then really as a project manager you should see people who are as team members who want to become project managers or people other roles who are also want to be project managers to help them to guide them providing you have that help and guide yourself and as Ray mentioned earlier, if you've got a problem, please be prepared to ask you know, and don't always think you know it all. And if you can do that, then if you're a good leader, you will bring people along with you. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. Um, Ray, your thoughts on this and then we'll move on. 
Um, I think it's very important to have people be T-shaped. So you're the, the best at what it is that you do, but you can also share and learn. We, we believe in relentless improvement. You can always get better at, at what it is that you're doing. So um, that's what I think on, on that. But I was just gonna just quickly explain the difference in a coach and a mentor. A coach is someone that, that is there to ask, so what do you think? Sort of help you, lead you, guide you to the answer that you sort of need, but you will create that yourself and find that solution. Whereas a mentor is saying, okay, based off my advice, sorry, based off my experience, is what I think is best for this situation. I think most project managers can make fantastic mentors, but as for coaching, it needs a, a specific skill. If you are T-shaped, it comes naturally to you anyways, and it can be learned. So that's how I think. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And that T, I think, is all about the kind of combining breadth and depth, isn't it, in those uh, different disciplines. So, so brilliant. Thank you very much. So, um, Martin, I just invite you to kind of join me now for what we're kind of calling, we've got a working title of a bit of a spotlight, you know, interview just for two or three questions, really, um, to bring to life some of the, the work that you do. So, you're chairing Training Bite Size, and, and Training Bite Size has been involved in teaching and learning and coaching and supporting and enabling professionals for a long mm. time now. But um, um, how do you how do you manage? Because I know you're based in the UK, but you also have another base in Australia. How do you how do you kind of keep that sense of one team between those two very different locations? It's a bit unfair on the Australian team because we wake up all excited in the morning and just start to get on with the day and the Australian team are just sort of, you know, looking at the watches about to go home. So most of the conversations tend to take place early evening rather than now late evening. But yeah, it sort of manages. And I think now as you say with email and communication, it sort of works okay. But it, it isn't extreme, isn't it? Is it just literally a flip flop on time? Night, day, day, night. But yeah, it's good fun. And it's really exciting. Australia is seeing a lot of growth, even with um the COVID being slightly behind ourselves. We are start now seeing federal, local government and businesses starting the process of training project managers and things. So, yeah, exciting times in Australia. Yeah, absolutely right. It's a fascinating um, country and, you know, each state has its own way of doing things a little bit. And, and, I, and I think in managing uh, things like the pandemic, you know, it's been uh, quite a challenge for countries that are set up that way, um, state legislature and, and so on. Um, so coming yeah. back to then kind of project management and, you know, people who want to break into it. Um, uh, we've talked a bit about the skills. We've talked a bit about the attitude, you know, and the passion that, that, that people need. Um, how important do you think is getting a, a good grounding, you know, getting a certification, if you like, something which is recognised um, around the world in your early career as a project manager? Well, really important. I mentioned earlier, it's, 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 we had a couple of examples from the other speakers, but it's like a cake, really. You've got the basic ingredients that make a cake, but it doesn't necessarily look attractive until you add things to it. So if you like, our cake is our technique. So if we took something like Praxis, Praxis, um, has the ability to take you from um, a, a foundation level right up to the highest level you can get into a chartered project professional uh, through the framework. So something like Praxis um, covers such a range of skills and scopes. So, yeah, I, I think that Praxis for me would be the, the, the cake, flour, the eggs and so on. But then the attractive bits on top would be what you want to do with Agile. Is it Agile? Is that an area? So, for example, when I've looked at the changes in the market, we've seen a big shift towards agile training. And when you look at the way the, the market is dominated by finance and IT-based project jobs, which are probably half the jobs out there, we've seen more cloud-based project management. You've got the metaverse, you've got digital services. And a lot of that was, lots of that is um, agile. So we've seen a, a big shift towards agile training, agile project management, agile digital services, agile business analysis. That's a big change we've seen in the time we've been training project managers. Okay, very good. And um, uh, just kind of thinking about, you know, how your business is successful in bringing out the potential of every learner, what would you describe as the kind of secret source that Training Bite Size does? What, what, what do you bring to it that enables people to be so successful? 
It's interesting the people that we see. We had um, a survey done, and most people are what we call accidental project managers. Then we get a percentage of people come in with they want to be a project manager. They've got no experience, and they're getting the basic certification. Most people have been in a company where they understand the company structure. They, they, they work with the stakeholders. They know the products. And they're given a task to do, and it might be to install or get involved in the new IT system. It might be bringing a new manufacturing um, machine or process. And, and they look at it as a task, but actually it's a project, and it's the start of their project management journey. And it's really interesting because this is the point where they either look at it and say, yeah, this is a project, and now I need to go out and get formal project skills and understand how I plan, how I resource, how I schedule, how I take care of risks. And then that task becomes something that's very successful, recognized within the company. And before you know it, you're on the route to being a, a very successful project manager. If you don't do those basic skills training and the task isn't delivered within a budget, practice over budget, or it's not to a quality or standard that's required or time, then that can impact you. So yeah, it is important to get those Base skills together. And most people, I think, are accidental project managers who move into project manager roles, senior project management roles, directors, and so on. Thank you very much indeed. That's really helpful. And I think it gives a really good indication of the kind of path, you know, the journey that people need to take in order to be able to, you know, start their career off in uh, in project management. So thank you very much indeed, Martin. Look forward to um, following Training Bite Size um, a lot more in the coming weeks and months. So, Shatisha, let's return to our um, list of questions, which I can see is extensive. So, panel, we're going to need to pick up the pace a little bit, um, if we can, just to try and get through as many as possible. Go ahead. Question from Mate Rolani. I have 11 years technical experience in IT support. Do I need a PM certificate or should I go for a degree? Okay, so um, IT support is quite a wide ranging discipline. So I'm not entirely sure what role you've been doing. Ray, let's start with you and then we'll come to Martin. Well, I'm just going to say uh, certification would be much shorter and a degree to be honest but basically I'm um, up to you the, why you want to do a, a degree it's usually a deeper um reason but the, the way I've I did it is that I researched my ideal job the most perfect job that I can think of the, the, the absolute best paying role that I that I thought I was deserving of and I thought do I have all of these skills to get there and I realized that, so what Martin said, I had been doing a lot of duties as a project manager for years, but I didn't consider myself to be a project manager. And not until I found this ideal job did I say, okay, you know what? I think I can just apply. I can, if I fix up my, my CV and have a professional go through it, I really believe I can get a role as a project manager. And I did, because I had all of, of the skills required to, to be one. So I'm gonna say, Use a fine tooth comb and go through your entire CV, your entire job history. What have you done in these past 11 years? And you'll be surprised how much maps to the, to that, to, to the role and the attributes and the ECT of a project manager. And it's cheaper than getting a degree, to be honest. So that's my opinion. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree with that, Ray. Thank you. Uh, Martin, do you agree? I do, yeah. I do think you need a PM certificate. The, the, the basic project management is races, but, but the specialist bits, do I want to be an agile, do I want to be a change manager, do I want to be a business analyst? There's lots of bits that separate you and give you the edge in the market. Can I just come back to the um, some framework? So I talked previously, mentioned about Praxis. Praxis framework has been approved to a level that is almost degree equivalent. So, uh, for example, the Praxis framework um, qualification is equivalent to, particularly in, in going for something like a chartered project profession, which is the top of the profession, is equivalent to, you know, degrees from Cranfield University, from Nottingham Business School, um, you know, Robert Gordon University, Aberdeen Business School. So there's a number of degree level course out there, but there are certifications that can lead you the same way. So have an open mind about how, how you do this and, and how you approach it. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, yep, and then we'll come to Ron. Yeah, I don't think uh, um, it's necessary to have it. Um, it also depends on the industry you're even. Um, 
Mm. Um, what you could do and what the did herself is um, sit together or manager and visit trainer go to see what is your what are the gaps in your feet becoming so okay yeah, all right it's and, a, yeah we yeah. we are still having some technical issues with uh, yaps audio so uh, we're going to move on uh ron your final thoughts on this please before we take the next question yes i think I think, as you intimated, um, Nick, that um, IT support covers a multitude of different um, areas and aspects of IT work. <clears throat> and I would assume that within those 11 years of the technical experience that um, the question asker would have been involved in a project environment in some way, shape or form. So therefore, you would already have some of the inherent skills you need or understanding you need to become a project manager. So I see no reason to go for a degree. I see a very good reason to go for certification because what you're doing is you're just cementing your original experience into something at a slightly higher level. Okay, thank you very much indeed. So Chitra, let's move on. We'll take the next question if we may. Another question from Anita Jaiswar. What are the top five best problem-solving approach project management should opt? Also, do you recommend any good books to improve such skills? Okay, so I'll let the panel think about their book recommendations. Um, Raj, let's start with you around problem-solving approaches. If you could give me one <clears throat> of them, and then I'll come to Ray. The the one challenge for a project manager is uh, mentioned already by several panelists today is about listening and about understanding. So you've got a challenge where you've got different stakeholders who are asking for different things. And it's the same at home. You know, one family member wants to eat one thing. Another family member wants to eat another thing. A third family member wants to eat different something different. So it's about how you collectively, collaboratively work with those key stakeholders. And most crucially, we're talking about the project manager role today, but remember in any change initiative, the project manager should also be supported by a role called a sponsor. So it's important that the project manager has the ability to collate all of that information. And rather than simply taking data is using wisdom to convert the data into information and recommendation and be able to take that up to the sponsor and have a good recommendation of your own. Okay, thank you. Ray? Um, I would say prioritization and ordering. Um, there's a difference. Priority is, is it a must-have, should-have, could-have, won't-have this time, and the order is, okay, what order are we going to do it in? Just because something is important doesn't mean you have to do it right now. It was about, um, so I think that's a very interesting skill to have and prioritizing in, in, a, in a way that makes everyone happy is even more difficult. Um, but a book that I've read that's, it's not agile based, but it's very much people and it's called um, How to Win Friends and, and Influence People. One of the, the main things that's helped me in my career is that I can let you think that it's your idea. Really, it was mine. Or it was your bosses, or it was someone senior. But it's a, you need to do this. Let me try and just get you to go that way. That's been my biggest skill. And I read that and I got that from that book. So hopefully that helps you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. It's a great book and, um, you know, well worth dipping into. And the nice thing now is that, uh, there's a whole variety of others which are, you know, kind of blended around that kind of um, theory as well and, and approach. So very good. So Chitra, let's move on, um, if we may. We'll fit in a couple more questions, I think, before we have to finish. Question from John in Singapore. I'm a project manager and the company I'm working for does not have a PM framework. And the manager is not clear in what he wants to achieve. Where do I start? Okay, well, there's quite a lot packed into that question. So the first thing I'm going to say is that I empathise with your situation, okay, because it's quite hard to deliver 
uh, from fog. So how do we clear the fog, first of all, uh, would you say, Raj? Um, Martin's already mentioned that. I think, and it's freely available. It's, it's free on the website. Just have a look at the Praxis framework. It does take you through the, the basics as well as the complexity. As Martin says, it gives you a right path. And what Praxis Framework does, if you go to the knowledge area, it gives you a list of everything that you must consider in any change initiative that you're managing. If you go down that sort of checklist, then you need to decide which of those, coming back to what Ray said, is about Moscow prioritizing. So what is the most crucial thing in an organization? And, and try and build this again, using the agile terms incrementally and iteratively. Don't think I would put the whole practice framework together, but that's a great checklist. And I would say that it's free. Have a look and see if that helps. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Ray and then Ron. Um, I'll just keep it simple. Um, I've been in situations like this and it, if, if it's a small company, have a one-to-one -one discussion and try to figure out what is the goal. What, what is the aim that you're trying to, uh, to achieve? From that, you should be able to then create a list of things to do. And then that's what you should then prioritize. <laughs> you know how it goes. And then the last is, is a timeline. You, you need to know what you're doing and when you want it done by. And if we're all trying to align to the same goal, it should be as just not as painful as if we were structured properly. But those are the main things. Goal list of things to do any timeline if you're starting from scratch thank you very much yeah thank you very much ray and ron please uh, i think ray answered it therefore <laughs> gave my answer but uh, what i would say is the one-to-one -one, um um get together is absolutely essential because it's no point in trying to second guess what each other are thinking let's be open and honest with each other you know tell me mr manager what is it you actually want yeah, and if there is no clarity there, try and give them clarity. Yeah, they hopefully will then say, okay, you give me your ideas and you come to an agreement. I think it's basic logical communication between two people who have differing views about how to achieve something. And you just need to get them together to get them on the same page. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I did one thought for you as well is that um, uh, being a middle manager in a business is one of the most awkward places to be. You know, in the C-suite, you can set strategy, you can talk at a high level, you can talk about, you know, we need to be more agile, you can become digitally transformed, we need to do more of this and less of that and these kinds of things. It's usually the management team, the leadership team in the business zone that need to translate the strategy into a coherent plan of action. And that's where it gets tricky. So um, I would suggest, uh, John, use all of your facilitation skills to help your colleague think through what are the key tenets of the strategy. And um, as Ray mentioned, you know, what are the goals that we need to try and achieve in this next you know, kind of period, whatever that period is, and break it down that way. And in doing so, you'll probably do them a huge career um, service. You know, you will help them a great deal and you'll be able to offer them some counsel as to what is deliverable and what is possible within the uh, constraints that you have working around you. So very good luck with that. And do uh, come back to us again because we've got some more level up sessions coming on soon around things like leadership and, you know, developing better business cases and, you know, all of this kind of practical stuff. Uh, that we need to be able to advance our careers. Great. Sachitra, let's move on, please. We'll take our next question. Another question from Lionel Maigan. How do I take advantage of experiences of the panelists, all of you, and also of APMG to improve my skills as a project manager and be successful? All right. Well, you've already taken the first step, Lionel, by tuning in uh, to Level Up and joining our community. Martin, um, would you welcome a uh, connection from, from Lionel on LinkedIn or how else would you um, suggest? Hey, Lionel. I'm very happy to connect with you. I'm happy to share things. I'm really passionate about project management, so I have no issues of sharing uh, my experience and, and the feedback we get and the things in the market from training so many project managers. Um, my biggest thing is passion. 
Um, you can you can bring together experience. You can bring together knowledge. But it's a bit like um, shooting. If you shot a shotgun, you've got this widespread and it could hit. Maybe some things miss others. But, but it's more like a rifle shot. Focus on where you want to be. Focus on what you want to be. Take that passion and add the project management ingredients. And you'll have a very successful career. That's the single biggest thing I can say. The rest of the stuff fills in. But passion, focus, and be where you want to be. And you will be a successful project manager. Thank you very much, Ray. You're you're prodigious in posting on LinkedIn and you offer little snippets of advice out to different people. And, and I, I follow you in a good way. You know, right, if, if I could give it all I away for free, I would. <laughs> if I could yeah, give it all yeah, away yeah, for yeah, free, yeah. Um, I would. Um, I'm very much all about writing articles just to um, share my experience. And I'm more than happy to reach out and connect. And I believe networking is key it can get you jobs it can get you um um um, um internships for your kids <laughs> you never know so network network and network and reach out on linkedin most trainers really and truly are we're nice people and you can you know don't be afraid of us absolutely reach out, connect. absolutely thank you thank you very much uh ron what advice would you share then we'll come to rod I think networking is one of the key key areas that you need to think about yourself on LinkedIn. I'm happy to accept any um, any um, LinkedIn connection request um, from either project managers or change managers, um, and just read, read, and read again. Um, I regularly also contribute on LinkedIn with various things, but that's more from the change management side than the project management side. But I'm also doing things like delivering project management versus change management for PMI chapters. So if you're a, if you're a member of the PMI, yeah, um, go listen to one of them. Um, so, yeah, that's all I think um, I have to say really on that. Thanks very much indeed, Raj, and then Yap. Absolutely, Lionel. You know, please, you're welcome to join us uh, on LinkedIn. Follow us. Um, also, as part of APMG's initiative a couple of years ago, we created a number of um, <clears throat> short videos on uh, lunchtime uh, sessions. It's called lunchtime mentoring, I remember, Nick. And so we created these short videos. They're available. They're available free of charge. I know there's almost so much we can do. But they're, they're those videos, so please uh, watch them. If you need some more, let me know and saying, Raj, can you make a small video on you know, creating a benefits map, which I have done, but what is a blueprint? If you've got the ideas, Lionel, please let us know and watch those, and that'll be helpful. And of course, again, I, I, I'm not um, pushing, but have a look at the Praxis website again. And on there, there is a page of very um, number of blogs and videos that number of authors have created. So I would say use that as your library. It's under the Libraries tab, and try and follow some of those uh, speakers from there as well. Okay, thank you very much indeed. One tool which is just it's brand new, so it's still kind of in development. But um, there's only us. There's only us, Lionel, kind of watching this. I'm only kidding. We've got a lot of folks uh, watching this, but I would really recommend it to you. And um, go to international.com, all right, and search for Level Up. And actually, I think colleagues might be able to post this link directly for you into the LinkedIn chat and into the YouTube chat. All right. So if you're if you're sitting watching us on YouTube or you're sitting watching us on LinkedIn, you can get a link directly and go to search through almost 500 different questions that have been asked uh, by people just like you and Lionel to our panelists over the last six months or so and you'll find all of those indexed for you and it will jump you directly to the little video um, that contains the answer to those questions so it's a fantastic resource um, it's called the episode search and it's on apmginternational.com off the level up homepage. all right so search for level up you'll find us and then go on from there so all great advice now, um, I think we've just got one last question that we can fit in, and then we're going to come to the panel for their closing remarks. So one last question, please, Sachita, if we may. And panel, we're going to need to keep our, our answers pretty short for this one, please. Question from Jeremy in London. Do all projects have to follow a complex framework? 
if I have to complete a small project, are there any simple methodologies I can use? Okay, Ray, go ahead. Um, Scrum. Scrum is a method for product development. Some companies do use it to run small projects, but it's more enhancement and yet yeah, Scrum is a very simple method to understand the master. Okay, thank you. And uh, Raj? The answer is no. The, the main thing you have to think about is the, is the context in, in, in how you are delivering what you are delivering. And as I mentioned earlier, work out within your organization what is most important thing for you to do. So, yes, you need to be able to adapt and you need to be able to tailor. And if you need any help, okay, again, as we you. can connect, we will help. Yeah, thank you. Now, I'm going to actually answer this on behalf of YAP because we we have um we need to throw another shovel of coal on the internet in the Netherlands uh today <laughs> as our connection's not great for him. But there is actually a method designed specifically for this. It is called WISP W I S P and that stands for working in small projects. And again you can find it on apmginternational.com. Just go to there and type in W I S P in the product search top right hand corner of the website homepage and it will all be revealed to you. And I'm quite sure that Yap would also encourage you to connect with him on LinkedIn. All right, very good. Thank you very much, panel. Great job, um, everybody. I'm going to come to you now for your closing remarks, if we may. So, um, Martin, let's start off with you, please. Thank, thank you for the opportunity. Really enjoyed today. It's been a great level-up session. I'm always happy, as we said earlier, to connect, share, and help. We train thousands of project managers a year and we can share what we see as the trends, the market, where we see things going in the future. Really happy to share that. It's a fantastic market. It's a fantastic career. And uh, if you're thinking about project management, then just, just do it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much indeed, Ron. And then we're, we're going to give Yap a try, but we, we, we may or we may not be successful. So, Ron, go ahead and then Yap. Yeah, it's my third one. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed it again. Um, although project management is not necessarily my main area of expertise. I've enjoyed, obviously, answering the questions from being an ex-project manager to now being a change manager. So, um, yes, it's been definitely interesting, and I've enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, okay. Um, uh, Yap, you may need to just sign language, give us a thumbs up or something, but I hope that it's been enjoyable for you today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Now, now next, <laughs> next time round, next next time round. Okay, we will absolutely make sure that the the the, the yogurt cartons and the piece of string are held a little bit more tightly end to end. All right, so we'll fix that uh, next time round. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, a great supporter of the program, uh, Ray, and then Raj. Um, thank you so much for having me on again. It's always a pleasure to be on a panel with. And see people like like I am now. I am very honoured. And for those who are watching, just apply. If you're thinking about it, just do it. The worst you can get is no. The worst they'll do is or not respond. But sometimes you could you could get a yes. Just just go for it. Apply, and what's meant to be yours will be yours anyways. Put in that that work and just jump, jump. Go now. Thank you. Fantastic philosophy. Thank you very much indeed, Ray and Raj. Yeah, thank you again, Nick, for inviting me. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's been great to see some new panellists uh, and working with them. And, and really, we hope that, uh, and looking at the questions, Nick, from the day we first started a few months ago, the interaction, the kind of questions that are being asked, it certainly demonstrates that people are finding these sessions very useful. And certainly working with APMG and other panellists, we look to keep promoting these further. So thank you very much for all your support, Nick and APMG, for making this happen for us and most crucially, our colleagues uh, who are joining us. Excellent. Well, thank you very much indeed, um, everybody. Great job, panel. Um, Suchitra, your final thoughts on our first show of 2022? Absolutely amazing show, Nick, I must say. The first show of 2022, and it has been simply overwhelming, both in terms of the viewers on LinkedIn and YouTube, and the number of live questions that have been coming through. So our panelists, thank you so much. You all have been amazing today and we really look forward to more.
Excellent. Yeah, thank you very much indeed, Neil. Um, for everybody who's watching, we will, of course, curate today's episode. We'll put in all of those little chapter markers that make it so much easier for you to be able to consume the content in the future. And we'll, we'll repost that back to YouTube, which is our official kind of level up archive. Now, if you have been inspired by our panel today, and who couldn't be with their enthusiasm, their passion, their experience, their commitments, and so on. And if you're getting value from our content, please do leave a comment below the video and spread the word now by liking and sharing it with your colleagues. You know that it's going to help a lot of people around the world to level up their career. Coming up on Friday, the 4th of February at 2 p.m. GMT, we're going to be taking a look at how to become a business analyst specifically out of the world of projects and change and digital transformation and so on. So you've got your eyes on a future as a BA. Join us Friday, um, 2 p.m. GMT. Next week, we're going to turn our attention to how to become a change leader and discuss later on in the week the key skills that we need to build a career in cybersecurity. Subscribe to the show and we'll send you a personal summary of what's coming up and how you can join us here on the panel and level up your career with APNG. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.